Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading my book, The Pesky Kids 2, Bear in the Woods, and we're up to Chapter 20, Visit with the Cat Whisperer. Here we go. The pesky kids were dusty and dirty by the time they arrived at the cat lady's farm. It might have been cool at that hour of the day, but cycling eight kilometres is sweaty work. Finn had his first feelings of trepidation as they cycled up the dirt driveway. It was bad enough that he was coming back himself to do whatever awful chores the cat lady could think up, but bringing April and Joe was only going to make it worse. April always made everything worse. If his legs had been long enough, he would have cycled ahead so he could have got in first and let the cat lady know that his brother and sister were coming. But Finn's legs were not long, and he was not powered by a burning inner rage the way April was. So she was 50 metres ahead of him, throwing her bike in a bush and bounding up the front steps before he could call out to her to stop. Knock, knock, called April. She didn't actually knock because the screen door looked so rickety, she thought she might knock it right out of its frame with her knuckles. Anyone home? Just a sec, called a voice from the inside. There was a scuffling, and a few seconds later the door was opened by Neil. As soon as he saw April, his jaw dropped and his face drained of all colour. "'Is your gran home?' asked April, pushing past Neil. Neil didn't respond, not even to nod. He just stepped back and watched April stride in into his living room. "'April!' called Finn, hurrying up the veranda. "'It's not polite to go barging in.' "'I didn't barge,' said April. "'Norman let me in.' "'Neil,' said Finn. "'What?' said April. "'I'm not kneeling for anyone.' "'No, his name,' said Finn. "'It's not Norman. It's Neil.' Are you sure? asked April. Is that right? she turned to Neil, but he didn't respond except to stare hard at April. Is he deaf? asked April. No, said Finn, grabbing hold of his new friend and pushing him over to the couch. He's just going through a difficult emotional time at the moment. Because his parents are away, guessed Joe. We understand that, Joe smiled at Neil kindly. Neil just kept staring at April. You're late, snapped the cat lady as she appeared on her crutches. Finn flinched. How do you move so silently on crutches? Better question is, why do all you young people insist on banging about everywhere? Said the cat lady, deftly swinging herself over to the kitchen to put on the kettle. The sheep in the top paddock need crutching. That doesn't sound good, said Joe. How do you crutch a sheep? asked Finn. You just give it a haircut, said the cat lady. I guess that's not too bad, said Finn. Neil snorted a laugh. A haircut around its bottom, said the cat lady, so it doesn't get fly strike. What? exclaimed Finn. Sheep don't have toilet paper, said the cat lady. You've got to give them a haircut down there or they get daggy, you know, mucky around the bum. But how does that train me for handling cats, asked Finn. Before you can crutch the sheep, you've got to catch them, said the cat lady. Herding sheep is easy compared to herding cats. It's like starting you off with training wheels. But why the crutching, asked Finn. 
If you're put off by a bit of muck, you've got no business working with animals, said the cat lady. I like her, said April, helping herself to a biscuit from the jar. She should be the mayor, (laughs) said the cat lady. I'm not qualified. I don't have my head stuck up my own butt. April laughed. Good one. Finn looked from April to the cat lady. He couldn't believe that the two most prickly people he'd ever met were getting along. Why have you got that daft look on your face? The cat lady demanded, glaring at Neil. To Finn, Neil's face looked exactly the same as normal, blank and impassive. But as his grandmother, the cat lady was obviously capable of noticing a subtle difference. We've actually come to ask your advice, said Joe, deciding he needed to change the subject if they were ever going to deal with the reason they came. My sister was by the creek the other day. Not by the creek, corrected Finn. She was in the creek. Yes, said Joe, but she saw an animal. And since you're an expert, we thought you might know what it was. I know what it was, said April. Anyone who's ever read Paddington knows what it was. It was a bear. I saw a bear. Get out, snapped the cat lady. Go on, get out of here. What, said Joe? I said get out, yelled the cat lady. I don't like kids. It's bad enough having my own grandson underfoot. I never should have agreed to this extra one, and I certainly didn't sign on for two more. But we just want some advice, said Joe. I don't care, said the cat lady. I want you gone now. April was closest to her, so she lifted up her crutch and prodded April in the back to get her moving. Hey, cried April. Pumpkin leapt forward, barking. He raced across the room to defend April. No, cried Finn. The cat lady might be grumpy and rude, but she was an old lady. He didn't want to see her with a dog bite on her leg. Pumpkin launched forward, teeth bared. But the cat lady just stopped what she was doing and faced the little dog with complete calm. Pumpkin skidded to a stop, his claws slipping on the linoleum. The cat lady held up one finger and said with calm but absolute authority, Ah, ah. Pumpkin looked up at her. The cat lady looked back, their eyes locked. There was a battle of wills for one second. Then apparently the cat lady won because Pumpkin sat on his rear like an obedient dog. Good boy, said the cat lady, scratching the little dog behind the ear. Joe thought the tension from moments before had been broken, but when the cat lady looked up, she still had a steely glint in her eye. Why are you all still here? she asked. I told you to leave. But my community service, said Finn. Forget it, said the cat lady. I'll tell Constable Nitwit you did it. Then she turned on her heel and lumbered off to the back of the house. Come on, said Joe. Let's go. April and Finn followed him to the door, but Finn turned back to Neil. Do you want to come with us? She's obviously in a mood. Better stay here, said Neil. The sheep won't crutch themselves. Finn joined Joe and April by their bikes. That was weird, said Joe. April shrugged. I thought it was pretty normal for Currawong. When you think about it, all old ladies are nuts. So in a nutty town, the old ladies are bound to be extra especially crackers. Maybe, said Finn. He glanced back at the house. Neil was watching them from the window. He quickly pulled the curtain closed so they couldn't see him. I like her, though. In a grumpy, sadistic way, she's all right. Let's go and see how Dad's getting on with Loretta, said Joe. And that is the end of the chapter. So we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.